Hello and welcome to another episode of Vipers Voices, your home for all the latest news from the Desert Vipers, one of the sides competing in the ILT20 in the UAE, set for January and February 2023. I'm Brian Murgatroyd, and in this show, it's time to announce the Vipers captain for the tournament. So, without any delay, let's get cracking. man who's been chosen to lead the Desert Vipers in ILT 20 2023 is New Zealand batter Colin Munro. Colin's got vast experience at international level, playing 123 games for his country across all three formats and scoring more than 3,000 runs in the process. And he's also played T20 franchise cricket all over the world. And while he's not been a regular captain in the past, taking the reins for this tournament is something he's relishing. Then I thought, you know, what a heck of a challenge it would be to lead the Vipers in the inaugural ILT20. I thought it would be a, a huge honour and a privilege for me and to go and deal with a good bunch of coaches around me, some leaders in the group as well. I thought, you know, why not take that challenge on and, and give, it a, give it a go. Director of Cricket Tom Moody is certainly in no doubt that he and head coach James Foster have made the right call in giving Colin the top job. I think that when you've got someone that's played the volume of cricket in franchise cricket around the world as long as what Colin has done, uh, you don't get someone better qualified. To me, that adds up to a pretty powerful recipe for someone who's going to be making you know, sound strategic decisions under pressure. We've got full interviews with both Colin and Tom in this episode of Vipers Voices, and they're coming up next. First up then, let's hear from the newly appointed Desert Vipers captain, Colin Munro, and he says he received the offer to lead the side from head coach James Foster in Abu Dhabi, where the two were involved in the T10 tournament in November and December. He just asked how things were going, and then towards the end of, of the conversation, he, he said, I've got a little question to ask you. Would you be interested in captaining the team? Um, don't have to answer it now, but you can let me know in a couple of days. That'll be good. And, you know, to be fair, I was a little bit taken back at the, at when he first asked me. And then I thought, you know, what a heck of a challenge it would be to, you know, to take over, well, not to take over, but to lead the Vipers in the inaugural ILT20. I thought it would be a, a huge honour and a privilege for me and to go and deal with a good bunch of coaches around me, some leaders in the group as well, I thought, you know, why not take that challenge on and, and give it a go, give it a go. So I texted him back the the next day and said that I'd be, you know, if the offer still stood, I'd be happy to do it. And yeah, that's how it came about. What sort of experience do you have as a captain? Because I think most people would think of you as a, a very experienced senior player, obviously, but perhaps less so uh, as a captain. Well, they, they're right to think that because I haven't had much captaincy experience. You know, I've obviously played a lot of cricket, um, been around the traps for a long time and, and been part of, you know, leadership groups and, and senior committee sort of thing on, on, on different teams that I've played in. But, you know, to actually be, be the captain and, and be out there making all the decisions out there, um, it'll be a, a new challenge. I captained Brampton Wolves in the in the um, GT20, uh, the one year, which I really, really enjoyed. And I know this will be a step up as well. And then also working closely with, with Auckland, I was always following if if somebody went down and injured the captain or something. So 
a little bit of here and there. You know, it's not just going to be me out there in the field. I, I mean, you know, when when I do get the chance to talk to the boys, it's you know we've got Billings behind the sticks or, or Duckett that that that's been around the shafts a long time. Even guys like Alex Hale, who's played a lot of cricket, got a good cricketing brain, can pick and choose and, and let, let me know some ideas as well. So it's not just going to be me out there. It's going to be a, a big team effort as well. So you're looking forward to getting stuck in. What were the considerations you had to make in your mind before you accepted the job? Oh, just for me, mainly was, do I want the extra responsibility or do I just want to go and play play my cricket and, and you know, it's a new tournament, go out there and... and where you think about my role, and I thought, you know, at this, the stage of my career, it's nice to have this little bit of a distraction away from my performance, and really going to be there to to help the the, the other players around it. There's obviously some boys there that are, are dead keen to get back into that England team. It's going to be really hard um, to break into that, obviously, the, the England team after winning the World Cup, but. You know, with Tom Curran, Tamar Mills, you know, we've got a, a wealth of experience there and some really good players. So. Just trying to make sure for me, as captain and a leader in the group, make sure that they are happy around. There's going to be some times where there's going to be players that will be disappointed as well, um, that they're not playing because you can only fit 11 players into into the play, starting 11. So it's about trying to keep the whole group group happy because obviously being around the traps, that it, it takes a whole squad to win a championship. What sort of captain do you think you'll be? Because uh, you know there are so many different types of captains. There's the collaborative captain. There's the the lead from the front captain, if you like, uh, and there's the, a dictatorial captain. What sort of skipper do you think you'll make? Uh, I think collaborative. I think I'm going to use use everybody's experience in the group to to, to bring together and and then have two or three ideas to go with the bowling change or whatever. I think for me, I'm just trying to make everyone have a really enjoyable month together. I think it's you know it's a, probably a team that we a lot of players play franchise cricket, and if we can have a really good month on and off the field, that goes a long way to to us playing some good cricket too. You know, there's so many times where you go into teams and you get a whole bunch of individuals that just want to play for themselves. But if I can and the group really rally around each other and, and try and do what's right for the team and make sure we put the team first, that, that'll go a long way for us to to, start, to to win a few games early on and then get that momentum and, and hopefully reach our finals. And then, like any tournament, you know, finals or finals, anyone can win on the day. But, yeah, I think as a captain, I'll, I'll, I'll be bouncing ideas off of other players. And we've got a, a great support staff and network around me as well that I've work closely with sort of each and every single coach that's been there so yeah looking forward to that too which captains have you enjoyed playing under most and and who have you learned most from two really stood out brendan mccullum and and Dwayne bravo both really good leaders they, they, they're different as well obviously baz is out there being you know ultra aggressive with the approach that he goes about it and, and wants everybody to go out there and, and play the same way whereas Bravo was adaptive conditions, play smarter, but really gave you confidence at the same time. So I think when I played good cricket under them, they've just given me the freedom to go out there and play my natural game, whatever that may be, to that certain specific situation. So I've taken some some learnings learnings out of them, and obviously had some some poor captains as well, which. I won't name any names, but the guys that sort of probably get a little bit too highly strung and, and sort of live every ball. So, you know, I'll try my utmost best to, to try and stay level-headed and, 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 and take the positive route all the time. What about captaining in T20 cricket, Colin? It's fast-moving. How will you cope with that out on the field, do you think? Yeah, it's fast, but like I said, we've got so many experienced players too. I'll have some, some plans in my head before we go out there in terms of 
bowling changes and matchups against different bowlers to batters and things like that. So have that up my sleeve and, and sort of things work 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 out. And then on the day, if you've got a hunch and a, and a gut feel that something's not working that you planned and you and you want to throw the ball to somebody different just to try and you know be a little bit different or break the partnership, then then go ahead. As long as I'm listening to my gut and the, and also listening to the players around me at the same time, I think um, that goes a long way. So. Yeah, I think that's 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 the most important thing is to just go out there and you know try and play and play the conditions and sort of play what's in front of you. You can have have all the plans, but then you know it could be somebody that you haven't done too much planning around that's that's doing stuff against you and hurting you with bat or ball, and you've got to try and come up with with something a bit different. Are you content that you'll be able to avoid the uh, the pitfall of captaincy uh, uh, affecting your batting? I know some people relish the responsibility and, and they grow in their game and other other people struggle in that regard. How can you ensure that, that you, you you do cope with that extra responsibility? You know, the older I get, the, the less responsibility I sort of sort of take on in terms of trying to think that I need to win every single game for my team and, you know, I've been around long enough to, to know that's not always going to happen. So, yeah, it takes, I think the extra responsibility will help me take pressure off myself in terms of I need to score runs all the time because I'm there to lead as, as long as I can influence the other people around me um, that's my priority and then obviously scoring runs that comes comes with it as well so yeah obviously it's going to be a different challenge for me but really one that I'm looking forward to. And ahead of the ILT20 you did spend some time in Pakistan mentoring a side in the Pakistan Junior League what did that involve and was that decent preparation for captaincy? Oh, a little bit. I think, um, yeah, it was just I was there just to try and pump the ties up of of all the young boys coming through, and you know, to see the talent there was was amazing. But I think the biggest thing was just trying to part, you know, some of my knowledge of of playing in, in the PSL and playing at Gaddafi Stadium and the different aspects of of a day game to night game, passing on the knowledge there because some of the players hadn't played there before. I think for me, it was just trying to get the best out of those players in terms of their ability. They could all play and they could all do their skills really, really well and at a high class, but it was just trying to make sure that when they get into the battle, that they stick to their strengths for as long as they can. So a lot of it was repetition and, and, and kept telling them to stick to their strengths and make sure that they, you know, when they're under pressure, still to play shots, they don't have to bog, get bogged down and, you know, dot balls, dot balls, then you get under pressure and then you play a rash shot. So you'd rather get out being aggressive than, than being defensive in the T20 format. Now, T20 cricket is obviously very data-driven these days. There's endless talk of uh, matchups. Is data something you look to, or, or do you do you think of yourself as a, as a more instinctive uh, leader out on the field, or, or is it going to be a mix of the two aspects, feel and data? I think it's got to be a little bit of both. I think if you fall under just you know, data or just your, your gut feel. I think there's numbers there for a reason. You've got to use them to, to a certain extent, but at the end of the day, you've got to go with your gut feel. So, yeah, I'll have obviously the, the numbers and the data that, that back up, you know, but there's, you know, like there's the, the, old, the old chestnut of saying don't bowl an off spinner to, to two right-handers, but, you know, some people don't enjoy the ball turning into them. So there might be a, a, a time where you've got to bowl an off spinner to a right-hander because he doesn't like it because, you know, he might not be a sweeper or hit over the leg side too much because he wants to free his arms and go over cover. So he'd either hit the left arm orthodox or the leg spinner. So, yeah, I think you've got to do a little bit of both. You've got to do a little bit more planning and research and then, you know, you've got those plans in, in, in the back of your mind. And then when you go onto the field, you've just got to try and, and go with the flow and, and, and listen to your gut. 
No, I guess the the key relationship in any any cricket team in the modern era is the relationship between the head coach and uh, the captain. What's your relationship with James Foster like, and, and and how's that going to going to play out over the next couple of months? Yeah, me and Foz, I've never played under Foz. I've only ever spoken to him before and after game in the CPL. I've sat down and had a, had a, had a few beers with him and just talk cricket, and you know we get on really really well. So really looking forward to that relationship getting even stronger and you know him helping me along along my journey as, as as the captain of the Vipers and hopefully I can do a good job he obviously sees something in me that that some other coaches haven't seen so you know I'm really really looking forward to the challenge and, and really want to repay him by, by doing the best job that I can that I can do and given you'll be at the BBL with Brisbane Heat and arriving relatively late into the UAE ahead of the tournament what will you delegate to to James Foster and others? Well, I think you know we've got so so many experienced players. Guys will be rocking up at this at the right times um, in their different sort of roles. You know, we've got a lot of players coming from the Big Bash, guys coming from England, West Indies. So guys will be in different preparations to when they get there. So the boys that get there early probably need a bit bit more time. So that's where James and the other coaches will be there working with them. And he can just be my eyes to know that, you know, who's who's going well, who's hitting the ball well. And then when the selection comes, I sit down with him and, and make sure that, that we both are happy with the team that's going on going onto the field. I think I'm not one that has to be my, my call at the end of the day. If he's got a gut feel that he wants to go with a certain team and this is the reason, then obviously he's got a lot more experience in that side of it. So I'm happy to go with, with what he says. And given you'll be arriving late from the BBL, uh, given that connection with uh, with Brisbane Heat, do you see that as a positive? Given that you'll you'll have plenty of cricket under your belt coming into the tournament. Yeah, I think so. Eight games, um, eight quality games in the Big Bash is obviously a, a, a good tournament to be involved in and, and high quality cricket. So I'll be I'll be in good good form, hopefully hitting the ball well and making sure I hit the ground running when I get to that UAE. Colin Munro there, looking forward to the challenge of captaining the Desert Vipers. One of the men responsible for appointing him was Director of Cricket Tom Moody. So let's hear from him now, and Tom starts off by telling us how it all came about. Uh, Well, firstly, the process uh, was a discussion with the head coach, James Foster. You know, primarily, you know, I feel as Director of Cricket, uh, it's important that the head coach has a you know a full say in what he feels uh, is going to be the right leadership combination uh, for this first year in the ILT20 and we discussed the various pros and cons of a number of different options that we had at our disposal and really the the experience that Colin brings and his availability the guarantee of his availability uh, for us was really the deciding factors and and as I said, uh, James uh, was pretty keen on making sure that he had that continuity and he's he's had some experience working uh, around Colin Munro before. So he, um, he, he draw on those experiences as well in making that final decision. Obviously, Colin's a senior player, but he's not done an, a great deal of captaincy before. In that sense, is he a slightly left field pick? Yeah, I suppose if you go by the rule of thumb, you've got to have captaincy pedigree to invite someone an opportunity yes it could be considered left field but uh, I think that when you've got someone that's played the volume of cricket in franchise cricket around the world as long as what Colin has done uh, you don't get someone better qualified because he's worked in 
more dressing rooms than probably you and I have and most people have over his journey as a, as a player. Seen many different leadership styles, seen the trend uh, the game has been taking over recent years and has an has a intimate knowledge of players around the world in all different conditions. To me, that adds up to a pretty powerful recipe for someone who's going to be making you know, sound strategic decisions under pressure. Tell us about the dynamic of the captain, head coach, director of cricket. How does that work in this instance, and in terms of role clarity in particular? Well, the key relationship is the captain and the coach, and that's in any form of the game, in my view. Uh, we've seen recently how powerful that's been with uh, Brendan McCullum and Ben Stokes uh, and how they've transformed a, another format of the game uh, overnight. You know, personnel's the same, but the... the the philosophy and the thinking around how they want to play and committing to that has been the the, the real shifting point. So I think that relationship relationship is critical. Uh, my my connection to that relationship is really based on support, um, making sure they've got everything they require with regards to the resources. Being there as someone that has you know I suppose been in the game for a long period of time as a as you say a coach, director of cricket, former player to enable them to feel comfortable to be able to, you know, share thoughts or, uh, you know, uncertainties around whether it be uh, decision-making or tactics. So it's really there, you know, as as someone that's, uh, you know, a cornerstone in the background for them to lean on. What sort of planning will you be able to do with Colin before the tournament, given uh, you'll be on the same continent as him in, in the run-up to the ILT20 because, of course, he's off to uh, the Brisbane Heat to play in the BBL before coming to the UAE. Yeah, look, I'll definitely catch up with him uh, in person in Australia before the ILT20, but you know, I know conversations have started already with, uh, with James Foster and, and Colin around various things, uh, which, is, which is important and healthy uh, foundations towards building towards the season. But again, f- for me, it's making sure that I create an environment where both of those two, the captain and the coach, can uh, feel like they've got uh, the freedom to be able to, to, to present a brand of cricket that they feel is uh, best suited to, you know, one, the conditions we're playing in, two, the personnel that we have available on a playing standpoint and, uh, and, and the opposition that we're playing. I know this is the eternal question these days with so much cricket going on around the world, but do you have any concerns that, that Colin and Sam Billings as well at Brisbane Heat will be coming in relatively late or is that just the way of the world now? Yeah, look, that's the that's the way of the world in any franchise cricket. Generally, uh, your high profile players are always going to be in high demand, and they're the busiest. So, you know, it's in a way I see it as more of an advantage than a disadvantage, purely on the basis that we know they're up and running, they're competition ready, and they're playing in a you know in a in a big tournament in the Big Bash, so their skills will be finely tuned. We just will need to make sure we're monitoring, you know, their fitness levels and if there's any concerns on an injury injury standpoint. But you know, this day and age, the seasoned professionals are, you know, pretty self-reliant when it comes to all those things. They understand what they need to do to make sure that uh, they're, they're at their best. So on the, on the other side of it, it also allows us time 
to spend some quality time with you know our UAE picks, you know, which is four players that we can really spend some genuine one-on-one time before our overseas players come in, which I think is really important. So the transition of um, you know them coming into the side is a smooth transition. And any concerns in terms of Colin? We've spoken already about the fact that he hasn't done an awful lot of captaincy before. Obviously, it's a high-pressure environment, isn't it? T20 cricket uh, and the, the responsibility out on the field. Do you think um, he's going to be able to cope with that OK? Obviously, you do, because you wouldn't have given him the role otherwise. But um, uh, as far as you're concerned, you're comfortable with all that and he's comfortable too? Absolutely. You know, Colin's a character wise is a is a pretty relaxed character which i think is which is one of the positives with him because i think um you know in t20 cricket where, where there is those enormous pressures around you know having someone that has a vast amount of experience but also by nature is quite relaxed is is very important the other thing that he has at his disposal is you know some high quality internationals around him that have got a lot of experience um you know speaking of people like Sam Billings who you mentioned Alex Hales you know Benny Howe has been around T20 cricket in franchise cricket around the world for many years now experienced many things Tom Curran a former international for England and you know he still aspires to to you know to climb you know that mountain again you know so there's plenty of experience around him that he can draw on and he has already connections with a lot of those players having played with them in various leagues around the world Tom Moody fascinating to listen to and thoughtful as ever and he's delighted to have Colin Munro as an experienced hand to lead the Desert Vipers in the first edition of the ILT20 And that's it for this episode of Vipers Voices. Please like and subscribe to make sure you get the very latest interviews and news from the Desert Vipers camp in the lead-up to ILT20. And we'll also be giving you exclusive insider reaction after every Vipers match of the tournament, so please stay with us. And remember, you can also follow the Desert Vipers on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook too. For now, though, this is Brian Murgatroyd. Thanks as ever for listening.